playbook, the place to find a sports coach or mentor. All sports, all ages, all abilities. It's about you playing to your potential, whatever level that is. Visit playbook.coach to find a coach. Playbook is also the place to sign up as a coach if you have sporting expertise and you're keen to share that with others through coaching and mentoring. Everyone is welcome to coach. It's super flexible. You set your own prices, locations, and schedule. Head to playbook.coach to sign up. G'day, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ads and Dunks podcast, exclusively brought to you by the Osmerican Aces. Uh, it's Josh, your host here. And firstly, just off the top before I introduce my, my best mate in Adzi Trelaw on the line, we just want to thank our sponsors in Playbook Coach again for getting around us for the final four episodes, three episodes to go now. But Adzi, how are you first, mate? Going well. Uh, well done. Good plug on the uh, Playbook. Uh, I actually did a Playbook yesterday, which was... Um which is good fun. A uh, kid out from Sunshine Way came out and had his Bulldogs jersey on and we had a bit of a kick around and a bit of a coaching session, so it was good. If you haven't seen um, Playbook to our listeners, make sure you jump on and and um, just look at the page, whatever it may be. There's a lot of sports that are involved. So I know we gave this plug yesterday, but uh, last week we're doing another one because it's so good. It's a really, really good platform for kids out there. Um, so yeah, well done, mate. Secondly, here's my new wall. <laughs> I was going to say, but, but we probably should give a bit of context. So last night we went to film this podcast and my internet was down. So we've had to wake up again in the morning early and Adzi doesn't like getting up too early, but he's happy with the wall. So we've got to get around it. Um, it looks awesome, mate. You and Kimmy got uh, some hard work over the weekend, I hear, and it looks great. Yeah, a little bit more context. We always run on uh, Josh's time and we all agreed to uh, get on the potty at 8.30. And so right now it's 8.29 and we've been rolling for a minute. And when I jumped in the str- into the, uh, the recorder at about 8.20, oh, here he is, always likes to sleep in. I was like, oh, well, hey, no, not always on Josh's time, but um, there's a bit of a uh, insight into our friendship. I'm always the late one. He's the, uh, he's the on time doing it by, uh, by the exact number. So that's why we love each other. But no, you are, you are right. Kimmy and I, when I say Kimmy and I, I'd say Kimmy probably 75%, me 25%. 90%. Chuck in Jess. <laughs> Chuck in Jess, actually. Jess is probably a little 10% as well because she did a bit of the painting. But um, yeah, so we uh, last Saturday, as I um, as I said last week to you, I kind of feel like unemployed at the moment because season's over, got nothing to do, got my surgery next Wednesday. So I've just literally been doing nothing and, and wanted to do something for this room. Firstly, because your room looks unbelievable and I'm a little bit jealous. Um, so I wanted to uh, make it look okay. And I reckon our, uh, our viewers on the uh, podcast would have seen that I kind of had a blank room. Other than the actual paintings that I got here with the NBA paintings, there wasn't really much going on. So the difference between you and me is to your left, right? So probably your right, my left on the view here, yep. that little stand that you've got, no doubt that was brought. Am I correct? Yeah, you're correct. Yep. <laughs> so the little white, well, my stand essentially, the same as yours, was built. So we went and bought the planks, painted it on Saturday whilst I was watching the races. I was, I had all the planks just on my lap like this, and I was just sawing all the all the uh, all the little <laughs> quarter pits that we needed to put onto the uh, the other bit of planks. So then we painted it, and then yeah. That's how it looks. That's how it's turned out. Is that why some of them look a little bit crooked? Because of your soaring job. So there you go, guys. Another another insight into <laughs> our uh, friendship. Looks a bit crooked to him, but it looks unbelievable <laughs> to me. But no, you are right. Nah, it, was I love a, it. It, was a, it was a DIY job. So um, I'm happy with how it's turned out. Uh, it's good, mate. It's nice to know that uh, I'm drawing some inspiration out of you. <laughs> Oh, for you. Always, um, you always draw an inspiration out of me with the cooking this year. Remember, we spoke about all the cooking that I've been doing, even though you haven't really seen it. And now, now this uh, this little wall, we've actually got a um, a cinema room going on as well. Because talk of inspiration, I know for your room that you've done for the NFL and the NBA, you've you've got two TVs in there, and you've got this sick little couch and blanket makes it look unbelievable. I just had a room that looked like absolutely nothing, so I thought, you know what? May as well do something. I've got another two weeks of doing nothing. So we've actually that we've actually painted the room and done another DIY job where we're doing everything ourselves. So it's been a uh, it's been a fun two weeks of um, 
of uh, just trying to find things to do because there's literally nothing to do at the moment. I like it. What's what's that quote or what's that thing in the middle of the shelves there? What does that say? Uh, so it's a Nike quote that Kimmy's chucked up. It says, although I walk with grace, I have a mighty rule. Oh, I like it. A hey, line so rule. Yeah, that's Kimmy's little um, addition <laughs> to it. Um, they're obviously my shoes. And another thing, probably uh, you've probably got all of them. And I I've, do. I can see one. Yeah. Yep. You've pretty much got all of them and I took a l- more inspiration from you. So, yeah, mate, it's just the connection that we have. Speaking of inspiration as well, I'm coming up on Friday, which is exciting. I was just going to say, yeah, I heard you're, uh, you're coming up to watch our game and you said before that you've, you're looking for things to do. So, coming up to Queensland to support us. I really appreciate that, mate. Look forward to seeing you. No, I'm excited. I um, Hand on heart. It's, it's, you're, you're the whole reason why I'm coming up. Otherwise, I wouldn't have came up. So, I, uh, I said to Kimmy last week, we can't miss Dunks' final. So hopefully it's two weeks until the next final because I'll come up for that one as well. Um, I think it's But nice. yeah, coming up on the Friday, going to uh, watch the Storm and the Broncos play on the Friday night. Got some tickets to that, which I'm really excited about. Um, so, uh, they, they played last week as well, which was a really good game. Um, I know you'll touch on a little bit later with, uh, with our little uh, playbook um, segment of the week, but Going to that, and then Saturday going to obviously watch your brother play. He's playing in the semi-final against yep. who are they playing? Uh, Williamstown. Williamstown, that's right. So I watch Kaiser, and then I'm going to watch you, mate. So it's an exciting week. And then Monday morning, so 3 a.m. Obviously, NFL. Cannot wait. Oh, mate, cannot wait. This is what I've been waiting for for the last six months. So I've got a, an exciting weekend planned ahead. But enough about me because yeah. it is always about me <laughs> when it comes to you and I. Uh, how was your week? Yeah, it was good, mate. It was we had a you know obviously the week off, so um, the day on day off schedule was really good. And then we had a big session on Saturday, so like seven days out from our next game was a, a big session for us, and that was on the Gabba, which was awesome. We get to train on the nice. Gabba, luckily. Um, most weeks that we play there, they let, let us on the ground for main sessions and captain's run and um, that kind of thing. So got to do our main session there and uh, the boys are up and about. Training's been a lead over the last couple of weeks. You know, finals footy, I think, brings out a bit of a an extra edge in, you know, your training. Everything just feels like you're not more enjoyable, but I just reckon there's always that little, you know, mm. bit, a bit more motivation to, to get the most out of yourself. So it's been nice to be able to, have a freshen up kind of week, but then have a big session on Saturday. And then, you know, this week's been pretty normal leading into another game, but looking forward to the challenge on Saturday night. And um, unfortunately, the VFL boys lost on the weekend to Goldie on Saturday night. So as you said, they got a semi-final this week. So looking to support them too. Yeah, it's great. Before we get into like footy talk, is there anything outside of footy you've been able to do the last week and not worry or stress about a final series coming up? And... You know, because obviously the next four weeks, hopefully four weeks for you, it's going to be biggest four weeks of of your life. There, there has to be other things you've been doing, enjoying, trying to uh, take your mind away from footy in general. Oh, it's been a little bit tough. I mean, my family came up last week to watch Kaiser, so got to spend some time with them and do things outside of footy. You know, just go to the shops or whatever it might be. Go for walks. Go look at. I love looking at real estate. You know that, mate. And I know all the listeners out there love it. Actually. Speaking of, I got my certificate yesterday. Um, oh, they pre- came to the club and presented it to us. There was five of us, like in the front of everyone at the club. When we were having lunch yesterday, they they announced like that we'd completed our, uh, I think, I don't know, real estate course. So we all got up and had to get a photo and it was pretty funny wow. actually. Yeah, so doing those kinds of things, um, I enjoy. And as I said, got down to the Goldie on the weekend to watch Kaiser. Um, but yeah, no, it's been a, I, I feel like, you know, when you have the day on day off um, schedule for a week, you feel so much more refreshed. I reckon because you get to sleep in the net one day and then you go to training and you know vice versa, and you keep going. But I just really like that kind of uh, schedule, and it helps you know freshen you up. And the main thing is now is finals football. So looking forward to to that. Yeah, no, I um I could I've obviously we've played together and been in a similar situation, so. I can understand it's probably a bit hard at the moment. Um, with that real estate course, so what does that actually – I know we've spoken about it, but 
what do you actually now? What could you do right now? So as of tomorrow, could you walk into like an agency and say, look, I've got my real estate license. Can I start selling houses? Nah, I think you've got to go through. So you've got your certificate. You've got to yeah. go just go and put in like an application and then you take it to, then it just goes up and you pretty much get your license from there. So you just got to put in an application now, show that you've done the study and then all of a sudden you, I suppose you would have to pay for your license and then then you can do that. So I might have to do that in the off-season, mate. You and me might have to walk into an office and, and get going, get <laughs> some work to. going. Our people that do listen and fans that do listen, achievement we've achieved already throughout the years is Joshy uh, becoming a real – well, yeah, well, you're a real estate agent essentially. So I'll give Pretty you a much. round of applause. That's unreal. So hopefully – I haven't done anything this year, haven't won anything, haven't finished my real estate course yet. So you've done your real estate course and hopefully you're a premiership player. So there's one little tick. So well done. Before we touch on your uh, game, because I want to delve into the week for you and your game and um, just how you're feeling and everything, because I think it's uh, it's a good insight and it's a massive week for you. I wanted to do our own little preview for each other, well, all the other games. Yeah, I like it. Wanted to uh, see what you think, see what I think. Maybe I can say a couple of things more controversial because my season's over and and yours isn't. So you, you might have to face some of these guys, but let's be, let's be real. I'm not going to do that. But we'll start off with the Melbourne Colonial game. Uh, I want to know well, who you think's going to win, how the game's going to play out. Um, yeah, just give us a couple of things on the game and what you think's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's going to be a massive game at the G, packed house. Uh I know the pies would be a little bit, um, not uncertain, but yeah, not sure about, I suppose, how they've been going over the last few weeks. But I think their best footy is still capable to beat anyone. Um, so if they can get that going and really lean into the crowd and, and get some momentum going their way, they're going to be hard to stop. But for some reason, I just think the Ds are going to get them. Like there's just this weird feeling in, I don't know, that I've got that, I reckon that they'll they'll play a stoppage game. They'll slow it down a little bit. Their defense is, you know, probably the best in the comp at the moment. Mm. Um, if not, it's up there. Uh, so I feel like they'll slow it down, really make it a stoppage game, and then yeah, just win that territory battle, which would be really important for them against a you know a very uh, offensive sort of free flowing Collingwood. I think if they can do that, then they'll it'll go a long way in stopping the Pies, and they'll get the win there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you are right with. Um, you know, with with there being a lot of talk around, obviously Collingwood and and you know probably not being uh, overly happy with how they've gone their last few weeks. I mean, you're obviously not down here, but the talk this last few days has been enormous around the Collingwood Melbourne game and exactly what you've been saying, essentially saying Collingwood has kind of been on a on a downward tra- trajectory since oh when was it round fourteen or fifteen when they were. Like everyone was saying that the even I was saying that um you know, premiership's theirs and no one's really competing for second. Um and then Melbourne have kind of been on the other trajectory where they've built in more into the season and gone up. And I feel like they're playing each other at, at a really, I guess, exciting time because mm. I personally believe that, you know, being at Collingwood and, and knowing what it's like there, once the season's over and as you've as you've touched on it's a whole new, whole new ball game, and they've achieved what they've wanted to achieve, and that's finished top four, got a home final. Now it's a whole new ball game for them, and everything that they've done, and you would know this as well, everything that you've done prior to that, kind of becomes irrelevant now because you know it's a whole different ball game. There's um, more stakes on the line, um, a lot of a lot of work that they've done, how they've played, they've been able to show that that's how they've wanted to play and how they've played. All they've got to do now is be able to bring that. You know, without worrying about other ramifications. So, I think the game. So you just so you you think Melbourne are going to win, right? Yeah. See, I think the Pies will win. I think I I yeah, as I said, I I'm believer in in their brand and how it stacks up and and how exciting they play and um you know it really is going to be a great battle of offense v defense and I think with you guys, Collingwood are probably the best offensive team in the competition and the MCG. Uh, the crowd. I feel. I just. I can just sense Collingwood probably. Um, you know, probably being too strong over four quarters. I feel it's going to be a really close game. I. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how the weather holds out. I think that's going to play a big factor because if I look right now, the weather forecast. Although we use different apps, I use the uh, the stock standard 
Apple phone, uh, the iPhone. What app do you use? <laughs> I've got Weather Zone, mate. That's the uh, it's the best app. So on Thursday, it says you tell me what it says for you, but it says rain. Essentially, just says forty percent rain. Um, so there's a big chance it rains. Yeah, which I've got I think at, at six p.m. on Thursday night, it's seventy seventy mm-hmm. percent chance of rain. Okay, so, well, there you go. Could Everyone listen to, listen to Josh. Don't listen to me. Um, I think that will play a big factor. And I think it actually go swings in the way of Collingwood, where a lot of people, in, like I've seen people su- suggest that if it rains, it goes the other way, Melbourne's way, where I think it um, plays in Collingwood's um, uh, way because of the way that they play. You know how they, you know, fast, get the ball going forward, um, running numbers, you know. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting to see, you know, how that plays out. I think the weather has a big impact, but I think it's going to be a great game, and I think Collingwood are going to win. Yeah, speaking of the weather, I actually heard it was for Friday night. The Brados just told us that it could hail Thursday night, so I think Ooh. Thursday night it might not be as bad as what it will be on Friday night. And looking at my uh, my app here, mate, I reckon Friday is going to be a little bit worse. So um, we should probably move on to that game. You, so you're tipping the pies. So I'm I think the pies. The yep. D's. You, your right. D's on pies. Right. We might have our own little tipping competition. Next game on who's on the Friday? Is it Carlton Sydney? Carlton Sydney. Yep. Yep. Oh gee. So you're saying that it's going to be raining for their final as well? Wow. We. Oh well, you yeah. go first. I want to hear what you think, Carlton Sydney. Well, this is an interesting one because I. I think that Sydney, are, I don't know, they're just a little bit of a dark horse, you know, having the finals experience um, that they've had over the last few years. But the Blues are on a, on a, you know, an almighty run, despite last week losing to the Giants where they had a few out. But uh, MCG, big Carlton crowd, I'm expecting. Um, it's funny that we talk about the crowds because, you know, as players, you're probably, you're out there and, you're like, oh no, the crowd doesn't matter. I don't hear the crowd, but you actually do. I feel like Absolutely. you're in finals. You you hear the roar and the support that you get from all your supporters. So that momentum swing will be, I think, big in in Carlton's favour. Uh, I expect this one to go down to the wire, though. I think it's going to be really, really close. Like Sydney, are, Sydney are very good with their you know skills and on the outside and um, their creativity. I think by foot, um, whereas the Blues are a bit more of a you know in and under. Um, mm. stock side, uh, so I reckon they'd. They it's a bit of a weird matchup. If it is wet, I'm going to go with Carlton because I think Carlton will be too strong in the contests and, uh, yeah, playing the MCG and the crowd behind them. I think that's going to be a big factor for them. Yeah, no. I, before I touch on that game, I you, you can't underestimate how much the crowd has an influence on on you know how the game's going and I guess how you feel. I mean, I. I'll always think back to two biggest crowds I played in front, not biggest, sorry, I'd say loudest, that had an enormous impact on the result of the game. And it was 2018 qualifying final, Collingwood West Coast. We were up literally for majority of the game and um, Lewis Jetta kicked the goal with about five minutes to go to put him in front. They ended up kicking another goal after that and winning. But I remember the roar of the 60,000 people there at Perth Stadium was the mm. um, loudest thing I'd heard. I never thought I'd hear it any louder than that. And then last year in the elimination final against Frio, when we were up by 40 or whatever it was, yeah. as soon as they kicked a couple goals, their crowd really started to get on top. And, you know, whether whether as a player you believe it or not, in hindsight, I look back now, the crowd had a massive say on that result because yeah. it felt like freaking everyone was against us and anything that Frio would do would just give them an extra bit of momentum. So to... to Touch on what you said with the crowd. I feel like it plays a massive part. So, in saying that, I think, I think that's going to help Carlton enormously. So, I, I'm tipping Carlton. I, I believe, I agree with you. I think Carlton, their momentum going into this game, um, it's too hard to ignore. Outside of obviously their last game, I think uh, home final crowd, um, their contested brand of footy that you've touched on, where Sydney do. Obviously, like to use the ball really well and get their high halfbacks involved and really try and cut through you. I feel like if it if the rain does come, as you've touched on, it's going to really hurt Sydney being able to do that. Um, 
Although, you know, if they have to settle for a contest game, they've got some great players inside like Roe Bottom and Chad Warner and Luke Parker, these guys who are more than capable. But yeah, I think it's going to be one in the contest. And I think with the crowd and, and the momentum that Carlton have built, um, I reckon they'll win as well. So I agree with you there. I agree with you, Carlton and Sydney game. It's going to be an interesting game. And I, and as you said, I reckon it will be close as well, but I do think Carlton. All righty. On to uh, Saturday. The first game is uh, the Giants-Saints at the G. What are you thinking there? Well, I just want to put it out there um, with the Giants and how impressive their, their, their shift from halfway to this year has been. And you can't underestimate how – you know, how they've been able to turn it around and, um, you know, play an exciting brand of footy. And, you know, for, again, for in terms of crowd and, and um, each game, you've got to understand that this team obviously is uh, like the Gold Coast Suns, the two, um, you know, the two teams that have the least amount of support. They go into pretty much every game outnumbered with the crowd. Uh, very hostile for them. Have you know? Unless it's away, unless it's obviously a home game. But even then, they play a, a big Melbourne club at home, like you know Carlton or Collingwood or Richmond. They come in drones, and they're still a big support for the away team. But they've been able to do this, go on this run, you know, essentially just by themselves without having the momentum swings of big games and crowds. And that's probably been the most impressive thing that they've been able to do that and then play a great brand of footy regardless of how the game's going or how the games have been unfolding. Like I use our game as an example where they were playing obviously against us in Ballarat and there was you know, wouldn't have been many Giants fans there. And um, we were clearly, you know, playing real. We were up by 30-odd uh, 30, 30 points at one stage and they were able to claw back and win and end up beating us. And they've been able to do that all year where they just have this belief that they're in the game and, you know, they've got to get it done. And, you know, that needs to be applauded first and foremost, but that's what I think is going to take them into a really strong and be one of the teams, in my opinion, that is going to be the dark horse of the final series. So in saying that, I think they're going to beat St. Kilda. I think, I think just, I don't know, I just think their class across the field and their ability to stay in games regardless of how it's going is just going to hold them in good stead. And there's going to be momentum momentum shifts in this game and no doubt St. Kilda will have their fans because obviously it's been a, um, you know, it's been a good year for them and they're obviously playing back playing finals footy. But I just think uh, Giants brand stacks up, contested footy. They use the ball really well when they get the chance. Um, you know, Adam Kingsley's come in and done a tremendous job for them. So I think, yeah, I think the Giants would be too strong for St. Kilda. Yeah, it's a good good call. I, I probably agree with you, but the thing that I like I worry about with the Giants is if if it if the conditions are average, like we're talking about rain and you know, hail over across the next few days at, in Melbourne, mm. I think that it'll be a low scoring game and St. Kilda may may get on top in a low scoring affair. But I, I personally I'm gonna tip the Giants too, because I just think as you said, you said it perfectly yourself that their uh, their skill across the board, the the people that have the players that they've got out there are really good, and um, they've built some really good momentum over the last two months, I reckon. And when we played them earlier on in the season, they were still they were really good then, but they just probably weren't getting the, the what do you call it? The switch wasn't the really reward, flicking. Kind of the reward, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. So I think that um, it's come at the right time of year, and people say it's all about timing uh, this end of the season. So. Uh, I, I personally think that the Giants will get over the top unless it's a, a, a really wet affair and um, the Saints keep it low scoring because mm. if they can't keep it low scoring, then I think the Giants will win. Yeah, and, and I said they're my dark horse and I don't want to look like an idiot if they bow it in the first week because I'm not saying they're going to go and win the premiership where I think mm. they're capable of doing it. But when I, what I mean by dark horse is I feel like they can compete with most teams regardless of where it is. And out of all the teams in the finals, I think they're the ones who could from their position that they're in, shock, you know, a lot of people. So that's why they're my dark horse because of that very reason. But yeah, as you said, it's going to be a great game. And um, yeah, I feel I feel like I've haven't given much credit to St Kilda. They've had a, a, a incredible year. The the fact that they've mm. been able to, um, you know, I look at their group of guys and they have such young players who are playing such good footy. And you know that um, Owe, Owe, uh, Owens, it's Mitch Owens, mm-hmm. right? Not Owens. There's two. Yeah, Owens and um, yeah, that's right. So the Owens, uh, Filler cannot pronounce his last name. You would know the Philippou. 
Philippou. Philippou. They've got some. Yeah. They've got some great young players um, who have really helped them fast track their season. And and yeah, they've they've played a good brand. And as you said, when you played against them this year, they're they're the way that they're able to keep the ball off teams is probably their most effective way of being able to beat them. And um, that's why I feel like it's going to be a little bit harder if it is wet and Giants bring that contest the ball for him. But yeah, they've had a good year as well. I didn't want to for the St Kilda fans that we have on the potty. I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to sound like we were giving them no credit because they um, thoroughly deserve to be there. They're the games, mate. They're the uh, the uh, the secondary games that we care about. The big mm-hmm. game Saturday night. Um, your game, obviously. I know who you're tipping. I'm tipping Brisbane as well. Um, Brisbane Port. Uh, it's exciting for you. Top four finish, as we've touched on. Home final. Um, how are you feeling? How's the build-up been? You know, uh, what's this next couple of days look like for you? Um, have you had? Uh, yeah. How how have you previewed Port? Have you done it over the last week, or have you just mainly done it this week? I've got millions of questions for you, but yeah, initially, how are you feeling? Oh, mate, I'd be lying to say that I wasn't really excited. I think it's going to be a it's a great opportunity and, you know, each week you run out there and it's just another opportunity to play another team and, and hopefully get the win. But to to be coming up in a, yeah, a top four finish and then obviously playing Port at home in a, in a qualifying final is, is huge. And I've never been in this position myself as a player, so very grateful to be a part of it um, initially. And then obviously the, the build-up's been, been quite good, as I talked about earlier, but we had a look at them yesterday um we've sort of looked at them a little bit over the last week but uh yesterday was like our main opposition meeting and we uh we watched a bit of round one when they absolutely destroyed us and pretty much embarrassed us uh over there in adelaide and um yeah we'll be looking to make amends of that for sure and uh, i think we've come a long way we've learned a lot across the year that was nearly five months ago i think so um to be able to get another opportunity uh against them is is nice for us and we look forward to getting out there. But um, the next few days, normal sort of week, main session tomorrow on a Thursday, captain's run Friday and then play on Saturday night. So really excited, mate, a little bit nervous because um, it's the unknown and you don't really know what to expect. But I know that our boys will be ready to go come Saturday night and, yeah, we'll give it a red-hot crack for our home crowd and and obviously yourself's going to be there and all my family will be there. So it'll be nice to be able to play in front of everyone. Yeah, I might have a Brisbane scarf on and a Josh Dunkley uh, badge, but um, <laughs> I'll see how I go. Uh, we'll touch on the game a bit. How? Where do you think? Like, where do you think personally? Obviously, you're part of a team that wants to beat Port. Where do you think it's going to be won and lost for you? I mean, you, you said you touched on the round one game without going into too much detail, obviously, but you touched on the round one game, and that was so long ago. It's hard to really draw much from that game into this yep. game. I could imagine the teams are going to be different and whatnot. But, yeah, where do you think it's going to lie for you guys to get over the top of them? Oh, I personally think, you know, every week we say centre bounce, contested footy, you know, the midfield territory. I think that's always really important. Um, and against Port, it is because their mids, like they really like to get momentum and out the front of a stoppage. They sort of remind me of Collingwood a little bit. Um, in the way that they run in waves and, you know, Butters and Rosie and Horn Francis and um, and the rest, like Willem, Willem Drew and uh, the rest of their midfielders Bokey. that go through there, Bokey as well. Um, they've got good leg speed and they can really get out the front of stoppages. So for us to be able to stop them doing that and win the footy at the source is going to be really important because then that gives us territory and we can try and lock it in because I think our, our defense has been really good this year and being able to play that, you know, 18-man press or whatever you do, whether you're numbering off or at certain times. Um, so I think that's going to be where it's going to be won and lost, the territory game, the contest footy element. Uh, yeah, it's just going to be an exciting matchup for us. And as I said, they embarrassed us in round one, mate. So bit of a um, bit of a, bit of a whack um, to us early on in the year. So hopefully we can go out there and, and really channel that energy and, and give it back to them, um, what they did to us in round one. Yeah, no, that's a, a good little insight. Um, have you drawn much motivation from, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you remember back like 2000 to 2005, Brisbane and Port were, mate, their rivalry was probably the biggest in the AFL at the time and obviously the 2004 grand final that they played in. But prior to that, they would often play off in a prelim and a semi. And I remember that was when I was well and truly into my footy 
I know you guys went to, I think the Hall of, uh, went to the reunion dinner last week. Um, yeah. The Brisbane 2003 or four premiership. Uh, have you, did you draw much attention from, uh, well, not attention, draw much motivation from talking to those guys and a bit of the Brisbane Port Adelaide rivalry? Cause I have seen there's been a little bit of a build up about, you know, the rivalry that Brisbane and Port have shared over, you know, uh, well, for as long as Port have been around, but especially during those, times when you know both teams were competing for premierships yeah it's funny it was actually i'm glad you brought that up the hall of fame and the reunion the other night that was awesome to hear from some of the absolute legends not only of the brisbane lions and the fitzroy footy club um but the afl like you know guys like lee matthews jonathan brown simon black um even acker had some words to say on the night that were just i sat there mate i sat there in awe listening to some of these guys talk on stage about you know, their careers and how they felt at the time. And you sort of, you draw that back to our group now and what it's like. And it's just incredible to to hear those types of people and players talk in front of you, you know, on a night like that. So very grateful to be a part of that night for sure. But there hasn't been a lot of um, the Brisbane Port rivalry stuff brought up, to be honest. Uh, I think we've sort of, you sort of move past that and into like what we've sort of had over the last couple of years. And, I've only experienced one game round one this year, but the other boys, yeah, there's everyone can talk about rivalries, but I'm fairly sure the Lions had beaten the Port like Port a few times, and coming into round one, that was spoken about a lot. But then they smashed us. So, uh, as I said, we'll be drawing on that, and you know, looking to make amends on what happened in round one, and hopefully that holds us in good stead. Yeah, no, it, you're right with um with being able to see you know ex players and champions of the game um talk and give you some insights on on their own journey it's uh that would have been exciting for you um personally as i said i think uh you guys would be too strong against port adelaide i think uh you know being at the gabba and, and deservingly of a home final it's going to be very tough for them to get over here and i can't wait to watch it um so i'm looking forward to that game uh before we move on from footy i want to ask you a couple individual questions about just you know the, the upcoming uh, few weeks for you. Firstly, how I know I ask you every week, but how's your body feeling? Um, obviously, took uh, you, you've only missed what was it two games this year with that calf, um, which was a while back now. But how are you feeling now, having a week off, coming into um, this first final and hopefully a deep finals run? Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. I think the the the, the bike sort of came at a good time for myself and a few others. I know um, individually that. Uh, yeah, it was nice to just have a bit of a break and, and give your body a bit of a rest. As I said, our schedule allowed us to do that last week and this week's just a completely normal week. So um, very grateful to have that little mini week off and then, um, albeit we still train as hard as what you would, you know, mm. when you do play a game, but it's probably more just the knock, the knocks that you cop and um, the physicality side of things that you probably don't get as much. Um, but yeah, I, I feel great. I'm really confident and really excited about uh, the final series and what I can bring really clear in my role, uh, which is important for, you know, teams that want to, you know, have all 23 players buying in and, and playing their role. So I think we've uh, we've really nailed that down and, um, yeah, give ourselves a crack on Saturday night first and foremost. I uh, I know that you, you spoke about, in, um, you know, finals like footy training and whatnot. You start to enjoy it a little bit more and this and that. And, and obviously when it comes to your body, you start to – well, we don't start, but you kind of ignore all the niggles and whatnot that you have leading into a finals game because you know how important it is. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing um, how you go. Secondly, what I wanted to ask you is I seen there was a uh, – it might have been on – I was one of the footy channels or whatever it is. Someone um, brought up, obviously, you and, and the Brisbane Lions and said uh, it's the whole reason why Brisbane Lions went out and got Josh Dunkley because of you know finals footy and – um, just what he brings as an individual, not only from a playing point of view, but from a leadership and experience point of view. Do you take, I guess, a bit of um, responsibility and um, extra motivation going into this final series personally yourself to want to perform at a high level? And obviously, I know the answer to that, but um, going a little bit deeper, but want to perform at a high level and you know really want to um, drive the the footy forward for you guys? Yeah, I mean having the experience that I've had and, you know, I, I know a lot of other guys have played finals at the Lions too. That, you know, they've they've made 
two prelims and two semis over the last four years. So they've got that experience too. But um, I've been fortunate enough to play in two grand finals, a winning one, a losing one with yourself. Um, and yeah, I suppose that that element of yeah experience is is priceless too. I guess you know what it takes to to get the the whole thing done. But then you also the heartbreak of losing it on the last day of September. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, out there at the time, I think that I've grown, as I said before, in my in my leadership and being able to control situations and help guys, you know, really channel themselves to keep themselves in the moment. Uh, I think that's really important. But yeah, I mean, you do want to lead by example and your question about, you know, you want to play well individually. Well, yeah, I do. I want to play well individually. I want to play well. I want to do my role well. That's probably the number one thing as you know, you'd expect me to say and everyone would probably expect me to say because that's the number one job that you get is a role and you want to go out there and, and, and perform that. So uh, for me individually, yeah, I'm just looking forward to playing my role for the team and um, and the rest will sort of flow from there. But I'm really excited about what we can do as a group. Um, individually, I feel like I'm ready and looking forward to, yeah, hopefully what is a big finals campaign for us. Yeah, as, as am I. Last one. Do you feel Do you feel extra pressure at all? Do you feel like, well, this is the whole reason why I'm here, if I don't perform well, if we, you know, say we don't win this week and don't win next week, will you take a lot of that responsibility or, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Because you're, you're obviously, you were the big marquee player that they traded over and you've had an enormous impact clearly from, from, um, from a fan's point of view on, on how the team's gone. Do you feel that extra pressure or is it just, oh, I, I know what I need to do? You probably do feel a little bit, but not, I feel like the team at this stage and throughout the year, you know, I haven't had to do above and beyond to get the team over the line. Like I feel like mm-hmm. if everyone plays their role, then it's going to contribute to us hopefully winning. And that's the, that's the beauty of, of this footy club and our boys is that we don't rely on one person to get us over the line. It's all about, you know, collectively as a group, everyone just doing their little bit, having their big moments, whatever it might be, to then, you know, that'll contribute to us winning hopefully. So, um yeah, I, I don't really feel that pressure, to be honest. I'd, I feel uh, that, yeah, we've got the group that can do it together and um, each and every day, I feel like one guy might have a really good game, the other guy might not, or, you know, there might be just it chops and changes all the time. So that's the best thing about our, our group and I think that um, that's going to hold us in good stead. No, I think uh, you've nailed the questions I've given you. I feel like I sound like a... Uh a uh, reporter reporting or a journal for the Herald Sun, but um, no, we're all looking forward to uh, to the game. I know everyone on on the Oz American Aces Ads and Dunks podcast channel is um, wishing you all the best, and hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully it's the first win of uh, three because that means this week prelim granny, which would be great. But mate, I'll be there supporting, as I said, with my Brisbane scarf on and the Josh Dunkley badge. But um, <laughs> good luck from all of us. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. That's good. Um, any other footy? You got any other footy chat before we move on to our uh, playbook play of the week? Uh, not really. Other than what are your thoughts on the Toby Bedford incident? Mm. Did you think that that was as bad as what it looked? Uh, well, no, to answer the question, no, because I heard a great point. Bucks made a great point um, on, on one of the shows on, on the radio, I think, where when you're a kid, right, you're taught to handball and then what do you do after you've handballed to someone? You go and shepherd or you put a block on or whatever it may be. And that's kind of what it's, yeah, look like. So, you know, as, as it's been all year, there's a bit of a gray area and and we talk about um, the malice behind it or whether it looks like the intent is to hurt someone. And in my mind, it obviously doesn't look like, He's trying to hurt, um, you know, the the player. So, I uh, I understand though, as as we've said, understand that what the AFL is trying to stamp out and whatnot, and I totally get it. And as I said, it's always going to be a, a um, grey area going forward. What do you think? Yeah, I'm the same. I feel like seeing the incident on the vision didn't look as bad as what they're playing it out to be. So mm. I kind of hope he gets off. I think they're they're still going through the process or they've appealed it or something now to yeah. hopefully he gets off and he can play. But um, yeah, looks a little bit not not as bad as what I thought initially. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, even 
you know, this final series and going forward. It's just, it's honestly going to be, you know, a talking point every single week. And you, we've touched on it on the show. We, I, I get it. I totally get it. Being obviously head injuries and how important it is to stamp out all those. But yeah, when, when I feel like when the mal, you just got to look at the intent. And if the intent is, you know, not really there, then yeah, who knows? We're not on the tribunal, mate. We don't, uh, and I'll never be on the we tribunal. Have no say. Be terrible. We've got no say. So I will see how that plays out. Playbook play of the week. Do you have, uh, do you have your play? Yeah, I've got my playbook play of the week. It's not really a play of the week, but it's just a uh, a game that I watched last week, and it was between the Broncos and the Storm on, uh, I think it was Friday night last week. So just wanted to talk about that a little bit because the Broncos rested or you know had a lot of outs, and Storm had a couple of themselves. Uh, but I just think I'm really excited to see how they match up this Friday night because of that. Um, so that's my playbook play of the week is the fact that I feel like both teams were sort of playing a little bit of games, but now it's like, well, who's who's better? Who's better? I feel like Broncos on their home turf might be really good, and I know you're going to the game, so mm-hmm. I'll be watching it on TV for sure. But um, I'm, exter- I'm extremely excited to see who wins that because that's going to be a I, – I reckon the winner of that game might go all the way. Mm. That's my opinion. Oh. Mm. Well, Penrith Panthers fans out there would be uh, – will be uh, – Spewing, but um, nah, I, I think it's gonna be a great game as well. I think, I think, uh, you know, our friends Husey, Pap, and uh, Money are gonna be in for a big game and um, can't wait to uh, see how it goes. And as you said, I'll probably be one of the only hundred fans in the crowd going for the Storm Boys, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. My playbook play of the week is I know last night before we were about to do the show, I was gonna say. Lithuania beaten USA at the FIBA World Cup and yep. um, I've changed it. Overnight, I've changed it. And what I've changed to is, you know, I love how we're, I love where we're going with this playbook play of the week. It doesn't have to be a specific play. Mine's similar to yours. Mine is the South Sudan uh, national basketball team. So they've just qualified for the Olympic Games, right? So they're the number one ranked um, African team. Last year, so this time last year, they were training outside on a concrete concrete basketball court, essentially like a school basketball court, trying to um, bring this team together to qualify for, obviously, the World Cup and the Olympics. And fast forward 12 months, they've just qualified for the Olympics, um, obviously playing at this World Cup now. So... Uh, that is my playbook play of the week because I feel like that is incredible. The fact that within a 12-month span, they've been able to train on a, essentially a school outdoor training court to now qualify for the Olympics. So it's um yeah, so it's incredible achievement. I like it. Great playbook play of the week. And we actually just want to let our listeners know that we've created the promo code uh, ACES10 for all Oz American Aces listeners to receive 10% off their next playbook session. So the details are 10% off any coach, any session. Just add the ACES code, uh, ACES10, all in capitals, to your new booking and book before the end of September 2023 to get 10% off uh, any coach or whatever you want to do. So if you want to book Adzi and I, uh, jump on and um, you get 10% off with the ACES10 code. So uh, thanks to Playbook again for all their support over the last few episodes. Yeah, and and as I've just touched on at the start of the show, I'm literally doing nothing. So. If anyone wants a uh, playbook session, just you know, book it in because I'll come out and um, I'll do a session. I actually did one yesterday and it was great fun. A little Bulldogs fan out Sunshine Way came out and we did a session and I actually gave him a nice pair of boots that I wore this year. So if oh, there's geez. any listeners out there that want to add it, that want to get a session in, just um, yeah, just uh, just book it in. I like it. Mo- moving on, um, NFL. Where the we're there. We've got the. Uh, the big draft tonight, mate, the Oz American Aces draft. Um, you and I are a team, the Step Brothers. we've called ourselves, which I think is uh, all me. I made that name up for those that want to know. <laughs> uh, are you excited? We've got pick one. Should we share? I know the Clubhouse boys have been into us and they like they want us to share what we're going to do before the draft and on the podcast. So do you want to share what we're going to do tonight? With well, one? firstly, I'm glad that you brought it up because you talk about 
having influences on each other. And obviously, you've influenced me probably 95% of our lives. I feel like the 5% that I've influenced you is with this NFL. And the fact that you've just brought it up on the potty without me having to bring it up, I'm so <laughs> proud of you, mate. I am so proud of you. Um, yeah, well, yeah. So as you said, we got pick one, uh, which is uh, unbelievable. But, mate, I don't know. Do you want to share our first pick as you've uh, – I mean, I think it's a no-brainer for anyone that watches NFL fantasy and knows the players. There is a consensus number one pick in everyone's draft. And if he's not going number one, then I don't know who is. See, I want to be a little bit more controversial, but Adam won't let me. So <laughs> we're gonna go with uh we're gonna go with JJ, but yeah, I wanna get like someone like CMC or Chase or something like that, but Adam won't let me. Nah, CMC, definitely no. Chase, you could probably throw the argument out there. It is funny. I will tell our listeners that when we found out we had pick one, um, you we were messaging each other and, and I I pretty much said, oh, well, it's a no-brainer. We know who we're taking. And you you kind of along the lines went, oh, are you sure about that? Maybe you need to call and, and discuss. And I essentially said, mate, <laughs> there's going to take a lot of convincing to try and convince me not to take JJ. But um. No, I, I am excited. For those who are intrigued, we're going to be uh, obviously Osmer, Tommy Sheridan, as we are our great friend who who is an absolute star, and um, he is uh, obviously the commissioner, and he's doing the live stream tonight. I think it's at seven thirty, I believe. I don't want to be late for my own live stream. I probably would be, but um, live yeah, streaming tonight seven thirty. Yep, <laughs> live streaming tonight. So make sure you jump on. You'll see. All of our mugs on there, and um, obviously Dunks and I are a team. The Step Brothers, a lot of a uh, lot of excitement behind this, and and the NFL starts this Friday, so it's something that is uh, we're all really excited about. Um, and uh, I'm glad that uh, Dunks and I are teaming up because last year I felt like I wanted to team up with him, but we weren't doing teams yet. So I'm glad that we've been able to do it. So I'm really looking forward to it. Nah, I like it, mate. Uh, let's just go into a couple of predictions, season predictions. I don't know if we've done this over the last few weeks, but Who's your who's your Super Bowl prediction? Who's a breakout player? And give us something else. I don't know. What do you think? What's another prediction you can do? Oh, I can do the awards. So, uh, or MVP. My, my, so let's go MVP. My Super Bowl winner is the Chargers. And yep. yeah, they're yeah. It's hard because you look at the predictions of well, just kind of the market on who they think is going to win. And Chargers are like number ten. A tenth, I reckon. And the whole yeah. reason why I think they win is because I think their defense is the best in the league. And I think last year what let them down was obviously Justin Herbert got hurt early. Keenan Allen got hurt um, mm. reasonably early and missed a lot of time. And they've just had, they had a bit of inconsistency through their offensive skilled players, if you know the wide receivers and the running backs. So, yeah, yeah, I just feel like another year, Justin Herbert healthy, you know, their defense is as good as anyone in the league. I just feel like I have this feeling – that they're going to win. That's my pick. My MVP is from the Chargers. I think Justin Herbert wins the MVP. My breakout player, um, what are we talking? Are we talking in general or, as always, are we talking fantasy? Nah, just in general. Oh, yeah, both. A bit of both. Just give us one and a bit of reasoning. Oh, my breakout player. I think, oh, oh I want to say Bijan Robinson, but I feel like that's an easy answer. So I'm not going to say Bijan Robinson. I'm going to go down the Chargers path again. So everything's Chargers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Quinton Johnson, who was a wide receiver. He was the first wide receiver, or maybe the second wide receiver picked off the board in the draft. He falls into a situation where Keenan Allen is obviously 33, getting older. He's still a superstar, but obviously probably going to miss time. Mike Williams is probably their second wide receiver. So... He falls into a situation where he straight away becomes a part of their offense, has a top five quarterback in Justin Herbert there, going to be a high-scoring offense. So I feel like he's going to be my breakout player, Quentin Johnson. I actually think the 49ers, I think they're going to have a good year. They've got a lot of um, options for him. I know CMC got traded there last year and he was playing everywhere, even threw the ball a couple of times, I reckon. Um, so I think them to take out the Super Bowl and – my my breakout player, because I've picked him in a lot of leagues, I think is going to be, uh, you said him, Bijan Robinson. I picked four in a lot of my leagues. And controversially, actually, yeah, Dogs League that we're in, 
he's he's only projected to get 12 points, which I was filthy about. And I took him to pick four. Um, so five out of my six leagues, I've actually taken him. So I hope he has a breakout year. And then my MVP, because you've gone with the Chargers, I'm going to go with Herbert. I'm going to go with him. Hopefully he has a breakout season. And um, we see the 49ers and the Chargers in the Super Bowl. Oh, that's a uh, great prediction. I think there's a lot of people that would be going with the 49ers because their defense is as good as their offense as well. And you are right. I, I will, I'm intrigued to know because I know a lot of people send in um, a lot of their um, – well, they listen to us and they like to send in their own answers. The reason why Bijan's prediction is low is because we're using the NFL fantasy app rather than the sleeper app. I will, would love to know out of our NFL fantasy heads out there, what app do you use, the sleeper or the NFL app? Because the NFL app seriously undersells players. And as you said, they've got Bijan scoring like 12 points or whatever it is, which is absolutely ridiculous. But I could jump out at the camera right now to show you how excited I am about the NFL coming. So I cannot wait because we've got we've got another three episodes after this uh, and there's going to be plenty of NFL fantasy talk. So I'm really excited about it. Oh, wow. What has happened here? Usually I'm the one who's stuffing up and now it's uh, your turn to stuff it up. What's happened, mate? Mate, my internet, I don't know what's going on with my computer at the moment. I'm going to have to order a uh, Wi-Fi booster. But I just thought it, it's a good opportunity to show everyone my um, my Adzi photos just in the lounge. There we are. Here. So, yeah. Oh, well, mate, we'll have to pick up the questions next week. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, uh, we're going to have to end it there. But um it's it's cool to see your little setup there. I like it. I'm, I'll maybe I might stuff up next week and get on my phone and show everyone my little setup over there. But that's uh, been another good episode. Um, thanks to Playbook again, as always. Uh, the last couple of episodes have obviously been supporting us, and and for the rest of uh, our potty for the uh, rest of the year. Uh, make sure if you want a Playbook session, use our discount code Aces Ten with capitals. Um, jump on and, and try and book a session with uh, one of us or whoever it may be. Uh, good luck, Joshy. Everyone here from um, you know Ads and Dunks podcast, and everyone supporting you. Yeah, we're uh, we're hoping you can win this week. I'll be there, as I said, supporting with my scarf and my badge. Um, looking forward to uh, seeing you this week. And yeah, as I said, hopefully you can get a win. And yeah, we can pick it up next week with some of the questions that we missed this week. So all the best, mate. Thanks, mate. Playbook: the place to find a sports coach or mentor. All sports, all ages, all abilities. It's about you playing to your potential whatever level that is. Visit playbook.coach to find a coach. Playbook is also the place to sign up as a coach if you have sporting expertise and you're keen to share that with others through coaching and mentoring. Everyone is welcome to coach. It's super flexible. You set your own prices, locations, and schedule. Head to playbook.coach to sign up.